0: Welcome to the Inside in Indian Country podcast, your premier source of accounting and business discussions affecting
1: Indian country. Presented by REDW.
0: Good morning everybody or good afternoon, wherever you may be or what time you're listening to this. You know, thank you for joining us today on Inside in Indian Country and today, you know, we have uh, Lawrence Savidra, director of practice operations here at REDW. And the reason why we have her on today to talk about um, the importance of understanding the use of data and utilizing that data to better your operations. This could either be, number one, streamlining digital platforms, and number two, building the right financial models to make the proper decisions for your business um, you know this conversation is most likely geared towards tribal enterprises as opposed to tribal governments although you know tribal governments can use a lot of these concepts to apply to their day-to-day operations you know for the most part tribal enterprises will probably benefit the most with this so if you're listening you know let's keep that in mind as well. Keep it as if you're, you know, just keeping it specifically to travel enterprises. So, you know, Lauren, you know, maybe you could provide just a quick background on what we're talking about with respect to streamlining digital platforms.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me on today. I'm excited to talk about this topic because I feel like it's really important, especially as we're moving back to a new normal of what that looks like um, in the workplace and having, you know, some people maybe at home, some people in the office and the different environment that we're moving into. Um, So streamlining digital platforms, I feel like, is essential um, to, kind of the core business services and this could be if you're looking at new platforms or maybe you already have a lot of platforms and you're needing to go in and audit those um, I think it's really easy to say yes to platforms because they're selling you what you think is going to be this amazing you know end product but really it's you know garbage in garbage out and so it, you, it's essential that you have a more focused, Um, approach to digital platforms. So if you're already have some, doing an audit is really important to see what really, what's out there. Uh, And then after you do that audit, uh, really seeing which ones integrate with each other, because integration is key. Uh, You don't want to be manually moving data from one to the other, or have siloed data from one, and you're not able to integrate that. Um, Power BI obviously is a very powerful program that can take different um, different data sources and put them together. Um, but in the end, having usable reports from these is what's really important. And then having the ease of use from the employee side is also really important. Uh, sometimes you have so many that, you know, people don't even know what's out there. Um, and so you end up maybe paying for something that's not being utilized or you end up making a really big headache for all the people that are trying to get that data in there.
0: Right, that's a good point, Lauren. You no, know, one thing that you know comes to mind when you bring up these points is, you know, right sizing the proper You know system you're using if you will you know so um, in some instances some you know organizations may purchase you know the program that has all the bells and whistles if you will you know but it may be just too big for the organization you know like for example like if they are a smaller organization let's just say 200 employees or something like that and they go and purchase JD Edwards or something something you know even uh, enterprise uh, resource management system that has all the bells and whistles you know maybe it's just not the best because like as you said when implementation comes and people want to use the system they kind of get get lost because they can't produce the information right and uh, you know they, they at the end of the day they don't know what they don't know and you know that everything is there, you know. At one moment, they want a payroll report, next moment, they want some sort of other time entry report, and it can just get all convoluted and you know, more confusing. And at the end of the day, it can be really intimidating on, on how to get about what you need. Um, so that's 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 great. Um, awesome point, and uh, yeah, go ahead.
1: Sure. So, and so kind of um, to take some action items, right? We want to make sure you can have some things to think of as next steps in this. After you kind of do that audit, uh, what I found is really helpful is to assign a gatekeeper who really can ask some of those key questions before a contract is signed. And so bringing uh, that signing ability to one person, really helps um, to not end up having all these different platforms in different places. And so it definitely can be a headache, um, but they can keep track of, you know, what contracts we have, uh, when do those end, can we wait till one of those ends in order to sign a new one and really um, have a list of questions. So they don't have to be the expert, right, in each of those fields, but they could be the gatekeeper to ask the question, like, does it integrate? great? Um, do we already have something similar to this that we could use for what they're trying to achieve? You know, what is the term of the contract and how does that line up with different things? And so assigning that gatekeeper and then agreeing on a good list of questions um, I think is key. Uh, in addition to that, um, making sure that a, a timeline and a plan is developed when a new um, when we do say yes to a new system uh, to make sure training is included in that, not only for current employees, but for new employees coming on, you know, what does the training plan look like and what is the timeline and implementation plan? That way you don't just sign up for something and have good intent, but not follow through. So, if those are those are the two key takeaways I feel like would be really important to come back from. Um, and, you know, sometimes simple is better, you know getting over things just does that not only for the business but for the users
0: just a quick follow-up question on that so when you're building this if you will checklist of questions on you know what to ask or you know, what to think about you know who, who do you think should be involved in that process
1: Sure. Um, So I think developing the checklist should really come. IT should be there for sure, should be a key stakeholder. Um, But I would see the whole like management team being able to submit different things that they feel are important because, Buy-in is always key, right? You don't want just someone asking these arbitrary questions. Uh, You do want buy-in to understand why you have this gatekeeper. And I will tell you, you know, in going through this before, it is hard because you have people that have signed contracts in the past that, you know, feel like their authority is being taken away. But if you can really get the key people in to understand why you're doing this, what we're looking at and how it's bettering the company. Um, it definitely, after you get past that part of not being able to sign, um, they still do have buy in to it. And it's not like the veto power for sure. It's just someone to ask the right questions.
0: Right. Those are definitely good points. You know, that's probably something considered. A lot of the time, when a group gets together and they do the implementation, it's almost, if you will, kind of siloed and something you lose the uh, connection with all the users of the system and that's where a lot of the confusion can happen so that's definitely a good point to have all the different levels and making sure everybody buys into this product and can use it yes Um,
1: and and one of the key stakeholders really is i.t and so what you find sometimes is that people kind of you know, the management team, right, decides, oh, this is a great tool. And then you you come back and you've already signed it. And then IT says, oh, this doesn't integrate. And, you know, all of these different things. And so, again, that buy-in is key, but having um, IT on board and uh, one thing we didn't talk about that I do think is a hot topic that kind of flows into this is, you know, data security. There's so many data breaches, and so doing your homework on the company that you're giving all your valuable data to is really important. And that's usually a point that IT will bring up. But sometimes you've already signed the contract, and then you know IT knows something that you don't, and so um, making sure it's a good partnership and that it's a, a company who has data security at the forefront um, is important as well.
0: Definitely. Good point. Good point. Um, so now that you've kind of decided, let's just say, for example, on a program and, you know, you've gotten all the right people involved and you have your checklist and then you make all the proper checks, you know, building financial models. So maybe you can provide a little insight on that, on what that might take or you know, what your thoughts are on that.
1: Sure. Um, so, I think this is where the finance first accounting mindset comes in. So, you know, in accounting, you're really looking at past data, right? You're, you're closing your month and you're looking at past data. And I think where the, the future is going is really the finance data and, and finding ways to get real-time data so that you can make decisions that are effective Right now, you know, if you're waiting for your books to close to really look at expenses, look at revenue, that's really 45 days past when it happened. And so Uh, it really is hard to make that change. And so the dashboards um, and financial reporting, I think, is really where the future is going and having the visibility into your numbers. Financials should just be kind of an afterthought. You should already know what the financials look like before they happen. Um, And so where I see um, this being important is being able to get real time data and make decisions quicker. So a couple of examples of that would be um, on your your AR, right? So if you you have a real-time AR report that is giving you a dashboard um, that's kind of showing what's going on right now and you have visibility into it, your managers or your, your key stakeholders who are actually collecting this have visibility into it, Um, It gives you the ability to have it in your face every day. So you're not waiting until things get to the over 90 day category, right? You want to figure out, you know, why is this person always paying late? Is it because We're not getting the invoices to them on time. Um, Is it maybe they, if we emailed them, it would be better for them than mailing it. Uh, And so when you start to see that data in front of you in a dashboard type report, um, it really helps you make better decisions than just kind of beating the same nail on the head over and over and doing that same process, um, you can customize it a little bit. And what I find are really helpful on some of those models is the simple coloring, right? Red, yellow, green, you know, the red stand out, and those are the ones you need to kind of look at. And then you know, and also not neglecting the green because those are your your A clients. Those are the people who are paying you timely. So sending something out like a simple thank you, right, to the green clients. I think everybody gets so focused sometimes on, oh, let's get that red to the green, but let's keep the green green by having those conversations and saying thank you.
0: Yeah, it's kind of funny uh, that you bring up the colors because uh, you know Chris Framel, part of our data analytics group, talks about when he does these storyboard sessions for you know uh, creating these dashboards. You know, based on Microsoft Business Intelligence is you know what we use internally um, is. The hardest part sometimes is just trying to figure out the color, you know, (laughs) like what color you want, you know, uh, certain items to be, you know, what's going to be a good marker for you. So that's, that's good that you bring it up because visualization is a key to a lot of this and helps bring out, you know, some of those anomalies, if you will, and figuring out from that standpoint, where to go and investigate and send the right questions to those people. But as you mentioned as well, it's also great to use to celebrate and, you know, focus on why a certain process is going right and then maybe try to get that and scale it to the other areas. Um, But other than that, you know, Lauren, I just want to give an opportunity if there's any other, you know, comments you want to have on on these uh, two subjects.
1: Sure. Um, So in addition to um, the AR, I think another great example of real-time data is Um, you know, looking and seeing where you're at, you know, is is it weekly, breaking it down rather than just monthly. So say just sales as a general, if you have weekly markers that you're trying to hit and you're not meeting them, then you can change your sales approach in the month, right? Do you need to, if it's products you're selling, do you need to push a certain product in order to make it or services, you know, if you're not meeting that mark rather than, you know, 45 days later after you got the financials saying, Hey, last month you didn't meet revenue. You can say mid-month, hey, it looks like we're not on track to meet revenue. What's going on? What can we do right now to make sure we meet our revenue? And so that's where I see it really being essential, especially in the change envi- changing environment we're in. I mean, we're all getting price increases on so many things, and so if you're not reacting to that as a business owner and raising your prices at the same rate as all the other costs that are going up, you could end up with your your cost budget going up and your sales not the same. And so I think some of those dashboard reports really highlight that. And again, you can make a decision so that you don't have the financials you don't wanna have and then you're trying to look back. You can make that decision quicker and really get your team engaged in that real-time thinking. What can we do now? And get creative, right? What's the campaign we could run tomorrow to get this to where we need to be, rather than, you know, being frustrated after the fact. Uh, And then I think the other thing I just wanted to kind of make a point of is the measurement factor. Um, you know, what you measure is what you get. And so a lot of times we have all these different financial reports that, you know, we have to have for banking or whatever it is, which are important to have. Um, But having those different measurements to show uh, productivity and, you know, to celebrate the successes and talk about the failures and how we can do better. And so every industry is going to be a little bit different. But if you're measuring something uh, that doesn't make sense, start to ask those questions. And, you know, what could we be measuring? You know, in the accounting world, you know, billable hours are always that Big hot topic of, you know, is that the way we want to go as far as servicing? Is it all about that? Or is it about the outcome and how customers are feeling and the partnership? And so I think we struggle with that quite a bit of what will the future hold? What should we be measuring? You know, is it number of transactions to drive efficiency? Uh, And I think where I see that being really important is for motivation, right? When someone comes in, I truly believe that someone comes in to work, right? They want to do a good job. uh, They want to show success. And so, Having those more measurable things help them feel successful every day and help them see how they're being part of the big picture. And so, if it, you take it as a model and you break it down to each position and how they're affecting the overall goal, um, I think that's ideal. And so, if the company goal is, you know, has three goals, then you break that down to the department level, then you break that down to the manager level and you break that down to the employee level and so that way it's all flowing up and data is really key to that to show are we on track, are we not on track? And then how again I feel like the buy-in is where you get there because each person is showing how they contribute to that overall goal.
0: Definitely some great points, you know um I think a lot of the time an organization can have a good idea on what to do but carry that all, idea all down to the different levels and how to manage and track that is is usually where you know some of those ideas don't come to fruition because they're not really I, breaking it down to okay what did the managers have to do what to what do the staff have to do to kind of all make this goal happen you know like he said having real-time data will help track that and put everybody in the right direction to make sure that 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 can happen.
1: Yes. And I think it also gives kind of gatekeepers for making decisions on what's important. If you're laying out what's important, you know, then everybody could say, you know, does that fit into our goal for this year? Yes, it does. And let's move forward with it. Or, you know, that's a great idea. But that really doesn't fit into our goal for this year. So, you know, let's keep this list of things. And let's think about that for next year's goals. Because what happens sometimes, you have so many different great ideas that you, you know, only do 25% of each of them and actually get to the end of the year and don't accomplish anything. And so if everybody is clear on the objectives, It may be less that you're doing, you know, three big initiatives that you're pushing forward. But at the end of the year, you can celebrate because you actually achieved those three initiatives rather than, you know, kind of 25 percent of all of these different things that were all great ideas.
0: That's definitely a good point. That's definitely a good point. I mean, uh, I kind of suffered from that. (laughs) (laughs) have 20 goals and then you know you you, you can only you know service 10 percent of them you know given your time so that's definitely a a good point and you know, sometimes just to take a step back and what are the you know even break it down to four or three you know what are the big ones that we want to do and then we can put all yes. our focus into those and measure them and and um
1: definitely and saying no is the hardest thing yeah. right saying yeah. no to a great idea is so uh, you know framing how to do that not saying just no but saying that's a great idea you know let's keep this list and let's talk about it at the next goal cuz then i think it still you know gets people to think of crazy things and bring them to the table so that you have innovation but it also helps you keep on your goal but that's what i find that that saying no or saying you know that doesn't fit in are the conversations that are hardest for people to have
0: yeah yeah and that's that's definitely for sure for sure and It really is important, especially when you're trying to streamline the the digital platforms you have and then ultimately what financial models make more sense to you as opposed to just having 100 different, you know, examples and, you know, maybe you focus on only two of them, you know, 80% of the time. And then obviously the other 20% is the rest of them, which are, you know, can be useless, you know, but those are some things to think about. But, um, you know, Lauren, you know, thank you for your time, and we, we definitely appreciate the opportunity to speak with you today. And, you know, if anybody listening out there has any questions or definitely would like to you know, get more you know, information or insight on this, please reach out to, you know, the REDW website, you know, and you can look for You know, she'll, she'll be there and guide you on maybe some questions you, you would like to take a look at or maybe some things you're thinking about. Uh, with respect to any implementation items you have, or if you have any current, you know, questions on systems or processes you have now. So, any closing words, Lauren?
1: Definitely reach out. Um, I think leaning on experts is key. We do it in our field and, you know, you can't be the expert at everything. And so, finding somebody who is the expert in that, whether it's just for advice or having them help you with the implementation, um, that's really key. All
0: right, for sure. Well, once again, thank you, Lauren. Appreciate all your time. And um, we'll go ahead and send this off and everybody have a great day. Thank you.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope this time has benefited you. For more information or to connect, please visit REDW.com.